Welcome to Moot, the podcast where mistakes are guaranteed and our point is Moot. I'm Joe and I'm with here my co-host English. I'm here with my co-host Jeremy. Hello. And today we are gonna do the same thing we did last time. Well, I don't know. Did we? What, what order did we post this in? Yeah, uh, uh, you know, it doesn't matter. We're gonna basically do part two of the, you know, Trump's attempted coup at the Capitol. You know, the whole siege that happened. We, we, we. There's so much to say. There's more information that's popped up, and uh, yeah, we just want to kind of go through it and just talk about what we think about it. Yeah, we're not we're not done talking about the 45th no. president of the United it, States it, taking over the whole country. It's an insane fucking event. Mm. It is. We, we are living in a movie, okay? We are living in a movie. Like first, you have the worldwide pandemic that shuts down multiple countries and seems to be like the end of days. That's a movie. Uh, and then you have like the remaining superpower, basically tearing itself apart from the inside with insurrectionists attacking its very heart and trying to seize lawmakers as hostages possibly or just for I don't know what the hell they're doing maybe they were just all going to sacrifice them to their orange god (laughs) who knows knows what was going to happen there right big fat cow (laughs) but it didn't happen like they, they, they were beat back thank god and like I, I just want to talk about this guy Eugene Goodman. Oh, the cop! Yeah, he was incredible. I love him. I love him so much. What a <laughs> champion! What a fucking man that is. You saw you saw the video, right? Of- I did. I did, and I was incredible. hanging on the edge. I was so nervous because I was putting myself in his situation, imagining what it's like to walk backwards up from a very angry, very scary mob. Yeah, when you and see him, kind of like they've already broken multiple laws. Just getting here, they look angry. There are lots of them. They they're not fucking reasonable, you know. They, they, it's terrifying, and he is just he's just staying so calm, so cool. I I just oh my god, he, he's such. I I want a statue of this man. Like <laughs> if there's anyone who should have a statue, it's him. Like. <laughs> Paul Revere gets a statue. All he did was ride. <laughs> this guy here went up to the fucking, uh, the, you know, the British or, well, not, I mean, they, they all fucked up teeth, so it might as well be British. But I, 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 I'm joking. I'm joking. Uh, well, he, he Paul went up Revere to Revere wasn't even the only person who was yelling the British were coming. There were a whole bunch of those rousing the Minutemen. It's not like he's yeah, yelling. Yeah, he's just, just stealing credit. This guy, this guy is like, did it by himself. I, I, I'm nervous just like thinking about it. He's like one man against a flock and he's keeping his cool. He knows that like obviously he has gun, but he can't shoot them because first of all, if he shoots them, that's his death sentence, right? Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Then, then it's a violent mob. Yeah, it's going to be like, uh, you know, in Lord of the Rings, Helm's Deep, when that old guy accidentally shoots a guy with an arrow. <laughs> That's essentially what would happen to Officer Goodman. Uh, So he's just keeping cool. He's keeping an immense amount of self-control. Most people, especially from what I hear in the US, most cops would panic and just empty the clip, right? Yeah. That that would make it so much worse right now. Instead, this hero, this fucking, this, this Greek hero 
is just guiding these people away. And when he gets to the top of the stairs, you know he's like thinking, okay, to the left are like all the senators, right? I, I got to get these people. I got to protect the senators. I got to get these people away. And not only is he protecting the senators, he's protecting the fucking uh, the, the, the cultists. What the, what the hell? The rioters, you know, the, the insurrectionists. He's protecting them as well because the senators, they have like armed defenses, right? They have guards there. So they like it would turn into a bloodbath if they if the if the mob was directed into that hall. Did they? Did the, instead, did the senators this have guy, people guarding them? Instead, this guy he's thinking on his feet and he is walking the other way around. And you see, he even provokes that front guy. You know, the the yeah, the, 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 the de facto uh. leader of the group. He's like he pokes him kind of with his hand, right? Yeah. Not too aggressive, just not not enough to make the guy swing at him. Just enough to get the guy to kind of like tunnel vision on Eugene, right? So he feeds them away, and I'm just like I'm so excited and so nervous looking at this. And I also I also learned from from Reddit Eugene. Uh, apparently, that name means noble. So oh. this guy has a really apt name. His name is Noble Goodman. I. You know, and, and you were talking about how scary it must be. Imagine, I mean, they were trying to radio. The Capitol Police didn't have any backup from their managers, you know, the administration. They were they were calling, like, their their uh, captains and stuff, and they couldn't get any information on, like, what to do. They had no direction. And so this guy is just flying solo. And it's it's cool because you can see his, you can see the way, like, his mind is working. Like, he, he goes to plant himself between the crowd and the Senate chambers at first, then he instantly, he like realizes, because the doors are wide open and they can just run in there. And he realizes, no, no, no. And then he moves to the other side and starts moving off to the to his right. And then he goes up the, the other flight of stairs. And uh, it, it, you, you can follow like his thought process. And you can also see like the, 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 the mob, like they're looking at him and they like follow his eyes and they like look at the open doors, but they go after him anyway. Oh, it's, it's just, and it's, I've seen that video, like uh, maybe like three times so far, which is more than I ever watch any videos. I've only watched <laughs> Lord of the Rings three times in my entire life. Uh, uh, and it's, it's just, it, I feel like a tightness in my chest when I watch it. It's really nerve wracking. Like, if that was a scene in a movie, I would be nervous. But knowing that this is a fucking real human being, it makes it so much more terrifying and, yeah, and impressive. Hero. He's, an, he's a hero for sure. Oh, God. Yeah. I mean, I feel like almost at this point, the hero is an understatement. Everyone, everyone's a fucking hero these days. Huh? I, I'm so. I, I, here's a little off topic, but very annoying. There's a town in Norway that's just kind of like, it's, it's, no, it's not a town anymore, basically. There was like a rock slide or some kind of natural thing. And the whole town is just a fucking pit now. It's a pile of garbage. <laughs> but there's people in the garbage still. Wait, wait, so, so what happened to the houses? Like, did the houses get, was it a... They got all, like, just run off the fucking cliff and into, like, a pit. I, I mean, I, I'm speaking out of my ass, but the whole, whole thing is, it's, it's a mess. It's a whole mess. It's unsafe to enter. Uh, last I heard, which is days ago, because I'm not that up to date on stuff uh welcome to the podcast uh yeah uh yeah <laughs> last i heard there were still that's, people that's in it parks and rec shit like just people living in a pit with yeah basically crap. it's very parks and rec but you know frost frozen in norway um 
So Croxton Rec. There was a bunch of uh, there was a bunch of like uh, you know municipal workers and cops and stuff like that that was pit, right? Yeah. And like they were like guard- guarding the pit. They're like they're supposed to be there, supposed helping, right? Supposed to be helping. Uh, and they they are not. They're just standing there in clean clothes. Like they're wearing outdoorsy clothes that you would use for that kind of work, but they don't even have like a little, they don't even have like a spot of dirt on their clothes. They are completely fucking clean. And, and still they're called heroes. They're not heroes. They are not fucking heroes. They're fucking, because the reason that those clean clothes are clean is because they don't go into that pit to help because it's still an at-risk area, which is so stupid to me. Because if you're like a cop or if you, your job is to dig people out of holes, you need to take that risk or you need to get another job. If you're not willing to take that risk, you don't have that job. Then you give that job to someone willing to take that risk. Sure. Right? So those guys, those guys aren't fucking heroes. There's people in that pit, right? Those aren't heroes. They're not putting them. The definition of a hero, as far as I know, is someone willing to put themselves into harm's way to help others. Right? Those guys aren't heroes. But fucking Eugene Goodman, that's a hero. Hot shit, that's a hero. Yeah. Jesus Christ, it's so impressive to me. What's depressing is, you know, the the, over over and over again, Trump voters have been like, oh, you know what? You know, stop calling us racist. We're not racist. You guys are racist. We focus on race. But imagine the 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 very notion of just chasing a black cop through a capitol building is is an angry mob to like tear this tear this guy apart like the fact that he even knew he could use himself as bait is pretty suspect because i don't think they would have chased a white cop (laughs) i i don't know man i i I don't think i would i don't think i would start jumping at theories like that because i mean wasn't the cop who was killed by a swarm of them white Mm -hmm. i think i think they were just looking for anyone member of the enemy there I mean, those guys are definitely racist. I mean, that's like kind of their their whole thing. But I think if he was white, he would have been chased too. I, I don't. I don't think. Uh, I don't. I, I mean, well, the, the the white the white guy. Was yeah, I don't. Th- I don't think it made a huge difference that he was black there. If the they white- caught him, I think that would have made a difference because then I think they would have been burning crosses and getting ropes up in trees and stuff. But the white cop you know. was denying the the mob entry, which is why they beat him down. Yeah, but they beat him with a fire extinguisher and flags, and they killed him, right? Yeah, but didn't they drag him away? There's a but there's a there's a there's a stark difference, I think, between chasing after a, a, an active duty police officer in uniform versus like overwhelming a guy that's in your way. Like I, I yeah. see two different. Things. I, I I don't know, man. It doesn't feel like that to me. It feels like to me that if any 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 kind of guy that wasn't in their group they would have been following at that point i don't think anyone was safe there that's possible i mean if eugene was white i i I think they would still have been creeping after him i mean he should be more nervous because he's black because you know if if like they obviously showed no restraint with that other guy so but you know if there was a chance of them showing restraint that that's probably that chance is probably negated by the fact that he's black you may you may be right i and and Regardless, I'm just so impressed by this guy. Oh my god! Regardless of whether they would have chased him or not, it's 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 an still makes for interesting symbolism. You know, it does. It does. I I really like that he was black in that 
it's 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 a cool picture though i think it makes him a braver hero in the sense that yeah i mean he's more at risk right he's he's putting he's now way... he's putting himself in, in a, like he's taunting them yeah he's he's, he's taunting them he's poking them he's right. poking white supremacists on a chest as they are ganging up on him yeah. that's immeasurably scary with any mob but it just adds a kind of an edge to it, the whole racial thing. Yeah, and with hindsight, knowing that multiple, almost a half dozen people died, uh, yeah. it makes it more terrifying. <laughs> yeah, but I, I think in that situation, I think he's just assuming that people have died at that point because they're in the building. Like, they've gotten past a lot of people. And, like, he probably knows his fellow guards that they wouldn't just, like, step aside and let them walk by them, right? Some of them did. Yeah. <laughs> Well, there's there's, there's videos of them opening the barricades and just letting them stream through. Really? Yeah. We talked about this in the last episode. Not not only not only are there videos of cops opening the barricades, there are videos of some of the cops taking selfies with them. Oh, that's uh, that's nauseating. So some some of the Capitol Police were doing their job, and some of them were just freaking. Okay, well, that adds another layer of scariness to it, is that you can't even trust your own guys. Right. Like, some yeah. of your guys have betrayed you. It's like, it, it, it's... Well, imagine, imagine being in the building. And, it's, it's and as, a, as, as, as if being forming. a Trojan, and then knowing that some of the guards just helped, like, the, the Greeks in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, unlatching gates. And, and yeah. But imagine, imagine, like, having these people swarming in, you don't know what happened to everybody else because because at this point you know he wouldn't have known whether or not you know someone opened a gate or not. But imagine that, and then you're radioing like the command center trying to get your captain or some some sort of direction, and there's nothing. <laughs> there's no information. There's nothing you you know no instructions, and you just kind of have to think on your feet. I really want Goodman to have a statue. Yeah, it's like this guy. This guy is just oh, he's so cool. He's like you remember the story from the Cuban Missile Crisis. Uh, there's this uh, Russian uh, Vasily Arkhipov. He got the false the, the the thing that came up that that there was a launch. It was a false yeah, he, one, he, but he didn't know the information was false, and he refused to jettison the nukes. Yeah, yeah, he kept his head cool, right? And he basically. One man made an insane difference right there, right? Yeah. Eugene is well, that man. Eugene is that. Eugene is Vasily. Like, because if you if Eugene hadn't been thinking so clearly, if he had made any wrong move, if he had shot with his pistol, if he had gone to the left, uh, following like basically trying to directly protect the senators and everything, the whole thing could have turned into a bloodbath. I mean, it kind of already was, but it could have turned into a real bloodbath. Like with, there could be de- there could be lots of dead senators, and or the, it could be, still be ongoing because they had, you know, zip ties and shit. You know, they were trying to take hostages, weren't they? <laughs> yeah, they were. They were ready. So that that right now we could be like in a situation where we're watching on the news, uh, like okay, three senators have been decapitated by some crazies, and uh, more are you know, losing their heads every day. They, they, they're not even, they're not even asking for demands when they're decapitating the Dem- democratic senators. They're just well, doing it. The, these people now, now that we've learned oh, Jesus Christ. that these I'm rioters, just, just... they set up a gallows in, in front of the building and they hung a noose and they were chanting, hang Mike Pence. 
Hey, what's that about? What's their beef with Pence? Well, okay. <coughs> guys, Pence was uh, he, he was not on board with installing Trump. He was saying that Biden won. You know, he conceded the election, so they turned on him. And you know, this, the, the Trump crowd is so brainwashed. And and this is their own vice president. They're they're chanting to hang him. So if these people who are just chanting hang Mike Pence now are in possession of high profile senators some of them just might wind up dying in the heat of the moment i mean we all we always uh we always talk about like uh, you know the, the the problems with the with the purity testing on the left right but uh there's definitely a lot of that on the right too just look at that situation right there jesus right. christ yeah like if mike pence is not with you enough like what what more do you want well, that, that was that was every every person because because Trump was a revolving door of cabinet members. You know, he he d- couldn't keep his own uh, installments or even his own aides. Just like general staffers wouldn't last, you know, more than a few months to a year. And he had how many directors of communications? How many? He had multiple attorney generals. Like he, he just every position except for like a couple of like, you know, Stephen Miller was there the whole time. Mnuchin was there for a really long time, if not the whole time. But that, that's, there were only a couple. And you're really bad for all the aides. I don't. No, don't feel bad. They, do. saw, I mean, they knew who this guy was and they went to work. Yeah, but I mean, it's, it's, no. it's, it's more than that though, isn't it? Like, cause, cause I mean, these are like young people who are trying to get a career, right? I don't They're not necessarily... Shit. They're not necessarily no political sympathy. ideologues. Like they, they're, they're just like, oh, finally, I get my internship at the White House. This is going to be a big deal for me. No, but the, but you, <laughs> right? That you matters. It, it deserves. I hope that that White House appointment is a stain on their resumes for the rest of their careers. It deserves to be. That's a serious lapse in judgment. And if they're more concerned with their careers than the people they're serving, especially. No, but come on. I mean, they're they're aides. We're not talking polit- political politicians. It doesn't matter. I mean, we're not we're matter. not talk- talking politi- politicians who are like deciding laws and shit. These are fucking people who get. I don't coffee. give a shit. They set up concentration camps. They they, they the aides didn't do that. It are doesn't. Gonna, are you gonna, are you gonna blame the guy getting Obama people. coffee for the drone strikes? That's ridiculous. You can't. We can't blame the aides for what the fucking lunatic in charge. I'm not blaming them for the decisions that were made. I'm blaming them for continuing to work there in that environment because that is still support. That is saying you are okay. You are comfortable with the decisions that are being made. You chose yeah, but, to stay there. Uh, yeah, but I mean, when you're that kind of low on the ranking, like when you're not really, you you aren't really contributing to this at all. All you're doing is getting coffee, right? Like your whole thing people can't have that strong principles when it comes to their livelihoods. Oh, they have to, because to, for Trump, it was all a big loyalty thing. You know, when in 2016, before he even got in, he was, yeah. he was making lists and, and, and planning to fire all the white house staff that had been there since the Bush era. Anyone that worked through Obama's term, he got rid of. And as the leaks started coming out in like 2016 and 2017, because there were a lot of leaks, especially early on uh-huh. um, before that, before he brought in all those generals uh, and then Kelly finally got like clamped down on some of the leaks. 
they were routinely going through the staff and vetting them for their loyalty, like how loyal they were to Trump and the cause. So it was all about their belief in him. From the, like, oh, it, all okay, it is, okay, is that makes it a little different then. How servile and subservient they were to his abuse of them and the decisions that he made and the, the MAGA motto, like all of it is all about him. The, the people that I might forgive are like janitors or career, career bureaucrats that have been there for 20, 30 years or are just trying to retire. Those are the only people I would give a pass to. But anybody that came in, I don't care if they're an intern there for six months. It doesn't matter to me. They don't, they knew what they were going into going in. And just because they want, you know, the, the, the recognition, they're still using Trump for their own gain. Yeah, but I don't think they're using Trump as much as they're using the building. It's like the White House, right? You want to be able to say I was an intern at the White House. Yeah, but when? Oh, that's not the administration you work for. You know, and and it's, is that a thing though? Like, does the administration you work for matter a lot in that kind of setting? Not until the when you were putting on your CV uh, that I was, uh, you know. I would say I would say the Trump up, era uh, made it matter because before there was always a level of respectability, right? Um, there was there was always like you know, yes, you might have staffed for. Uh, Bill Clinton, but then like George Bush came in and you're just, a, you're just, you know, a really good press secretary aide. So they kind of kept you around because, you, you know, you knew how to run the cameras, you knew how to get the shots and set up the lights and, you know, who cares who you, who you worked for before, but yeah, what Trump, what Trump uh, changed. kind of the image I have of the whole being a, being a dude in the White House. Trump made it all a cult of personality. He made it impossible to escape his gravity. And from before, you know, he, he mocked a retarded report. I'm sorry. He mocked a reporter, called him retarded, and did the whole, like, hands up against his thing. And like, I remember that. I remember that. Yeah, that's... that's I, don't think, I, don't, I don't think you have to apologize for saying retarded. I think it's more if you use it as a, use it as a noun. It's a problem. Well, no, I was using it as an adjective to describe somebody who is... Yeah, yeah, because he's, I mean, he is, he is like, physically retarded, right? So is that a thing? I mean, it's not really a respect... No, he's not, he's not retarded. Retarded, that's, that's for your, that, that's when your mental faculties are, uh, like, reduced, right? Or slow. Well, well, handicapped. I don't think any of those terms are okay, though. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I, I don't think it really matters. There, there are more respectful ways of saying it. What I was trying to say, I was getting ahead of myself. What I was trying to say was that Trump called them retarded and other people called them, called them. But the whole point was Trump lived. And and then I mixed my ad, me trying to describe the reporter and me saying what. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. Anyway, point Uh, is. I I was, I I just changed the topic because, you know. Point is though, when you have a guy like that, who is so willing to just heave abuse onto everybody and everything around him and he makes everything about himself then yes if you're a part of the staff that supports a guy like that it's about him it's not about that building it's not about the office because he overrode that completely he's made everything about him even so he gave jim jordan jim jordan let me describe this guy to you he's a politician from ohio he's in a safe heavily gerrymandered district the district looks like a duck 
it's so ridiculous. It's like this really curvy thing that stretches like from Cleveland. And then it does like, it has this like U shape and then it goes around and then winds up around Columbus and stuff. It's, it's a totally ridiculous looking district, but it's one of the safest districts in the entire state. Um, he was at OSU. He was a, he was the, the head of um, uh, something there, but he was in charge of the sports program. And there was a coach that was uh, coercing and molesting players and he Jesus. helped cover it up. He knew about it and, you know, he got away with it. And then the entire time Trump was president, he was a total sycophant. He was, he was, uh, he made a complete mockery out of the, the Mueller investigation. He was just like shouting to just total nonsense and doing a bunch of whataboutisms, had no interest in asking questions or trying to actually investigate the evidence that Mueller had, had brought forth. To be and fair, then, though, to be fair, though, from what you just explained, I, I don't think this guy could have a political life if he wasn't in that kind of climate. Like, if you've been helping covering up, like, fucking child rape, then I think uh, your best bet as a politician is to, you know, cater to lunatics who don't care about that kind of stuff. Well, yeah. Um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think he had a choice. <laughs> he's not exactly operating in a vacuum. A lot of his peers are, are very similar. But his... <laughs> he had to. He, <laughs> he was going to continue as a politician after helping out child rapists. Yeah, yeah. He would kind of have to go with the Trump side, wouldn't he? Well, this is the so, safest space for people like him. After the riots happened, you know, and people died and Trump staged an insurrection, he went on with Matt Gates onto Fox News uh, complaining about the. Um, uh, about like Twitter deleting Trump's thing, shutting down Trump's account. They were complaining about like the social media company, the, the social media company backlash and basically st and, and still defending the, the, the idea that Trump won the election. And he was obviously one of the, the, the 120 Republicans who signed um, Ted Cruz's garbage thing saying that, you know, the votes. Wait, is this the guy? Is this the guy who was like, "Oh, the president has touched the hot stove." I think you learned his lesson. Is that the guy? I mean, most of them were saying stuff like that. Yeah, um, I, think, I think this guy was on Colbert's show, like, you know, not on as a guest, but you know, like video. I'm not sure. I, I don't know if he went on on the Colbert Report. Um, yeah, I, th I think it's so because the name. What was the name again? It sounded familiar. Jim Jordan. Jim Jordan. Yeah, that sounds like. Yeah, he, he looks like, uh, I don't know, he looks like white bread, you know what I mean? Like yeah. human white bread. Well, he, he looks like the most boring kind of man ever. Like he looks like an accountant, but he's a politician. Yeah, he's a piece, he's a piece of shit. He, he but anyway, point yeah. is. People who look like accountants are pieces of shit, Jeremy. I agree with that statement. <laughs> That's exactly where <laughs> that that was my conclusion. <laughs> I better I better uh, get some context then because I, I kind of mm, like an account. That's a nice soundbite. <laughs> mm. No, so Trump gave Jordan the uh, the Presidential Medal of Freedom, which is the highest civilian honor that a president can give a, an American citizen. Yeah, he's been giving those out like candy to all sorts of freaks, haven't he? 
So the, the reason I started down this, this path is because would you say that handing out the medal of honor to anyone, but you know, especially people that were in charge of sports programs while, you know, systemic rape was going on and doing nothing about it and covering it up, actively covering it up. I, would you I, say uh, that that diminishes the quality of the award because now other people are lumped in with that guy. I don't even think you have to give the medal to a child rapist or a child rapist enabler to uh, diminish the prestige of that award. I think you just don't just give it to someone who doesn't deserve it and it diminishes the whole thing. Exactly. So going, you don't have to go as far as uh, finding a fucking, uh, you know, I don't know. It's a fucking dateline predator. You don't, you, don't, <laughs> you don't need that. You just need to not give it to Eugene Goodman, basically. Give it to anyone who does less than him. And, you know, they don't deserve the reward. <laughs> Precisely. Well, so my, my, the point I'm making is, is that if, if that diminishes the award, then having Trump in office diminishes the office, the White House, and serving in the White House because it, it becomes just like it's been this entire time about him. It's always about him. Yes, I guess I guess I looked at it differently. I don't look at the White House as Trump's house. I look at it as uh, at it as uh, the capital of your country. It's like Any a municipal building. Person. We have the. Rådhusbygge in Bergen is like our main municipal building where the mayor is and where they, you know, they do their thing. Yeah. Like, if you work getting coffee for the mayor, I don't really see that as you being for or against the mayor. It's just like a job, and you put it on your CV. Sure. And and uh, you know, like you can say, oh yeah, I worked under this and this mayor, but it doesn't really matter. You were getting coffee. You you, you know you were filing cabinets. No, you know, you put you put files in cabinets. That's a sensible. As you can tell, I have never worked in an office. <laughs> I think it's no. all coffee and filing cabinets. I understand the ruins of <laughs> I understand your point, and and in a normal, most normal people would stare, you know, down the halls of you know the West Wing, the Oval Office. You know, you'd walk around and you'd feel the presence of the other. 44 presidents that have served and in the decisions they had to make and the history that's behind it and the weight of the office you should but he's never respected the office he spent like a fifth of his time in office golfing he was you know <laughs> when the riots were happening his own staffers were were begging him to do something, to say something, to get on TV and make a statement. But they couldn't get him to tear away from the TV. He was giddily watching the TV. He was gleeful watching all the violence unfold. And as it got more violent, he got more excited because he felt, I mean, I'm assuming he was excited that they were, uh, you know. He thought they were going to win. He thought they were going to yeah, like, he's either gonna win. there was going to be a hostage situation. And, uh, you know, hopefully like, some of his enemies would die uh, and he would say, this is very sad, saddest thing ever. But luckily, you know, the right people got to overturn the fake election and we're all happy now. Yes. And they're fighting for him. They're, they're, all this was for his sake. 
Well, yeah, I mean, he, inst- he instigated. He was standing on a podium telling them to go and be strong and don't back down. And I mean, <laughs> Jesus Christ. He was basically just like... I, I, I feel like he wouldn't be more complicit if he had a big whiteboard behind him and he said, you guys go in from that entrance, you guys go around there, and you uh, chase Eugene up. Don't follow him all the way, though. When he gets to the top, you should really go left. Like, right. if he did that... I don't think it would make him more complicit. Well, they would go right because from their perspective at the top of the stairs, the Senate chambers were on their right. They were on Goodman's left. That is symbolic as hell to me. <laughs> you know, maybe he did instruct them and maybe that's why they fucked it up because he doesn't know his left from the right. He doesn't know his directions. <laughs> Fucking dummy. I mean, I don't know my directions either, so who am I to judge? <laughs> I'm pretty bad with directions. I, I, I get lost very easily. Yeah, I, th- I think I think whatever judgments we pass, we should probably let that one slide. <laughs> no, 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 no. Let's nitpick more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well, Pelosi, Pelosi said she she re- released a statement, you know, a couple yeah. a few days after as they, as they started collecting more evidence and realizing that you know it was well coordinated and it was planned out. You know, she said the evidence shows it was a well-planned, organized group with leadership and guidance and direction. And the direction was to go get people. They were vocally saying, where's the speaker? We know she has staff. They're here someplace. We're going to find them. So That's so chilling. That's messed up. It's... AOC, it's... AOC said she thought she was going to die. And, and I... I mean, she probably would have if they had caught her. She <laughs> they would have. caught her? Yeah. You know, the... the, the I mean, they, they're supposed to love cops. They were slaying them. Right. They hate, they hate uh, Alexandria. They would, they would easily kill her. Oh, yeah. Brian Sicknick, the, the cop that they beat with the, the, the fire extinguisher to death, he, he was a Trump supporter. <laughs> he, was, he, was a, he was a Trump-supporting police officer who... I mean, his, he must have... I, I, can't, I can't even imagine what he felt in his last moments. Uh, imagine that. I don't know. I, I mean, I, I can't... It, it's, it's, hard to, it's hard to think about what it's like to stare down an angry mob. Yeah, yeah but like, it's like you have to, you're staring down an angry mob. Most of your view is like distorted from behind a, a fire extinguisher that keeps descending. Uh, and yeah, you're just being beaten to death by a mob, and it's a mob of like your people, right? Like, I'm not gonna lump him in with them because, like, just because he's a Trump supporter doesn't mean he's a violent psycho. Uh, but they're still like they're still uh, rooting for the same thing he's rooting for, right? And, and, and these, and, and he's probably on their side because Republicans tend to be very pro-cop. And meanwhile, these people show how they feel about law and order when it comes down to it. Like yeah. they're just rooting for a civil war, and they don't care who gets in their way. I'm just like, yeah. What what, what was he thinking? Because like he clearly he clearly must have realized in those moments that these people don't really care about law and order. I I don't know him. I don't know why he was for Trump. Maybe he was duped and he thought that it was like, oh yeah, this is the pro-law and order thing. If that's the case, uh, you know, he must have felt real betrayed as he was being killed. Um, 
I can't well, imagine his last thoughts were that ideological or that like thought out. Probably not that thought out, but I still feel like you would have some kind of betrayal. You would still feel betrayed because like you know that you voted for the guy. These are these are all carrying the signs, right? Yeah. And then they're beating you to death with those signs. Right. Like if you were if you were beaten to death by a, a a, a mob with Joe Biden signs, you would feel betrayed in addition to all the pain and all the other stuff you feel. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, it would be worse. It would be a little worse. Actually, I, I don't know. I wrote, I wrote some anti-Biden op-eds before. I, you know what I mean. I do. I do. I'm just pick a guy, pick a guy, you know, I was were... thinking more if like wildlife is beating me to death with like signs. Yeah. I consider I consider myself a staunch environmentalist. That that, that would be upsetting. Mm-hmm. It's like I went out and like the squirrels and the deer came up and like tripped me and just beat you up. Be- <laughs> cracked my skull and caved mm-hmm. <laughs> caved in my rib cage. It's <laughs> like six squirrels sitting on top of each other, holding a fire extinguisher, bashing it into you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, we're not making light of the guy who died, but it is a it is a funny image with six squirrels using a fire extinguisher to kill Jeremy. Come on, me dying to a bunch of squirrels is meant to be a funny image. It's hilarious. The cop, the I, cop I, dying. I, I love him. I love him. He's he's a, he's a near and dear friend to me, uh, and I still think it's hilarious imagining <laughs> being slaughtered by wildlife. I'm In pretty the- close to Jeremy too, and and I think it would be hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> you're sitting right next to him. I would say. Like almost inside him. It's like the rest of development, the man inside me. Yeah. <laughs> mm. oh. oh, positive news though. There was some positive news. Uh uh, and I mean this is subjective, but the guy uh in the Viking hat. Yeah. It is not a Viking hat. Oh, so really? I feel good. Yeah, that's not a Viking hat. I did not. I I I just heard Stephen Colbert say it was a Viking hat, and the image was blurry. So I trusted him. It looks like it, a Viking hat. <laughs> no, it's. Have, have you ever seen a buffalo in Norway? I mean, I've never been to Norway, so I have no idea if there are buffalo there. Well, uh, there there aren't there aren't buffaloes there. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a it's a like an it's like an uh, Indian headdress, you know, not yeah. not uh, in a feather, not dot. Uh, like Native American, but North America, not South America. Wait, wait, is this a sigh of relief for you that, the, that he wasn't wearing a Viking hat? It is a sigh of relief because that that was a little shameful to me. You know, we we discussed it at great length in the last episode, and <laughs> I was even rambling on about all sorts of stuff and like my little pet peeve with the Swedes. They get so much credit for IKEA. Uh, I mean, they should get all the credit for IKEA, but due to IKEA, they get a lot of renowned credit for being like Norsemen, and they are they are. Not Norsemen, but they are Nordic. Not Vikings. Are they Nordic? They are Nordic. I mean, we are all Nordic here. Norsemen means Norwegian, but Nordic just means Scandinavian. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So that's like, yeah. I mean, people will people will use Norsemen as Nordic in modern sites, but they modern times, because Nordic now we usually use it to refer to you know, just the people. Sure. Uh, while Norse, they go, usually go like, yeah, that's the people, but a thousand years ago. Yeah, I it's wasn't aware that was like a square rectangle type deal. I, I just thought that Norse and Nordic were interchangeable. 
No, no, no. It's uh, I, I can send you a whole like there's a historical thing about it. Okay. Uh, yeah. Anyway, it was a relief to me that he wasn't wearing that hat. It, ultimately, it doesn't fucking matter. Like I would never wear a fucking Vikings didn't even have horns on their hats, you know. And uh, I'd never wear the kind of hat. I don't have that level of nationalistic pride. Although it might sound like it from how important it is to me, the whole thing with the thing. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Now he was wearing like a, some kind of bison headdress. It was like a buffalo thing. I don't know what the I'm difference gonna, I'm going to remember that example the next time that we, uh, that the cultural appropriation comes up on the podcast. Because I think that's a good one, a good thing to keep in mind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it is important to me to clarify that too because I that guy's an asshole. I mean, he is wearing Viking tattoos though. He does have the fucking uh, thing on his chest, right? Yeah. Uh, I fucking. Well, he I probably think... thought that hat was a Viking hat. You know, yeah, I don't think he would have. I don't think I don't. He doesn't look like a guy who would be very pro Native American. No. Well, I mean... <laughs> And, and maybe he does maybe he does maybe he's a hunter and he's like yeah i'm in tune with nature and also i'm gonna hunt nancy pelosi apparently he was refusing his meals in jail the, the viking guy because uh i'm just gonna call him the viking guy even though i don't like that though <laughs> <laughs> call him the buffalo bill i will be more happy well buffalo bill was refusing his meals because they weren't organic yeah i heard that today <laughs> from colbert and i was just like what the hell uh and uh Ugh, yeah, yeah. No, I think Colbert's right on the money when he says like that's 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 uh, white privilege, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I want to say though, I want to say I don't really like that uh, Colbert seems to be focusing so much on the whiteness because uh, to me that that that's just uncomfortable. That's just washing all white people, saying all white people are bad, basically. Because he he was he was focusing a lot on the whiteness of things and. I can't really blame that because you know, it is a fucking white supremacy mob. It's racist as hell, you know. Right. You're not gonna see a well, black that's, guy. That's that's a black guy in that mob. It's because he's being lynched. But <laughs> uh, yeah, but he he was like going. He was just. He wasn't kind of referring to white supremacy. He was just saying the mob was so white, as if white is inherently negative. And like when you hear that stuff, oh. and if you're if you're not paying attention to news and stuff like that, you do feel hit by it, right? You're like, okay. Okay, I guess you don't want me. I don't think that's I don't think that's a smart thing to do. I don't think I think making white seem bad isn't good. That's just a different kind of racism. I think, Having said that, this obviously is a crazy I, I, thing. It is kind of relevant. No, it's it's white. No, no, it's not kind of relevant. It is the relevant aspect. Of yeah, but you know what I mean. You know what I mean. Uh, like I do, and I think race matters in this context. Correct. <laughs> but it's like saying the mob was really white. Is like all the Black Lives Matter mobs are really white too. Most people in a mob are white because most people are white in the U.S. Yeah, um... like, you're not. You're not gonna. Like, just talk about like how white the protest is outside Whole Foods, even though it hundred percent is going to be white as hell, right? Because the context, like if some if people were protesting a Whole Foods, they'd be protesting the policies of the corporation. I think, I think they I think wouldn't be storming the capital. To... I think what I'm clumsily trying to explain is that I don't think it's a good idea to equate white people with white supremacists. But he's not making like all white people are white supremacists. He's equating a violent insurrection of the Capitol building with the white supremacists who are storming it. 
that's, that's not no no because it's it, it's it sounds different when you say it certain ways okay it's like yeah saying they're white supremacists of course they are they're fucking racists right they're nazis they're wearing fucking swastikas and shit you know uh but and carrying confederate flags yeah, yeah. Race is a huge part of this. This is not like, oh, well, you know, there could be black people in there too. Yeah, there could be. And they would be dead if they were, right? Uh, so it's, yeah, it's definitely a fucking, it is a white thing. It is a racist thing, right? But I don't think it's smart to equate whites with white supremacists. I think it's, it's kind of like that. Uh, it, it's better to do the bad eggs thing there. Because you, I mean, you wouldn't do it the other way. You wouldn't be smart to do it the other way, right? I mean, like, I didn't see the Colbert uh, episode, but also, nah, it's, it's 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 a it's a really small thing. It's like it's really not a big deal. It's just the way he said it once kind of made me irk a little bit. Like, yeah. See, the thing is, though, it is a really small thing, and the big thing, the important thing, are the white supremacists attacking the capital violently and murdering i know it is, but it is a small thing but it still matters man because no, like no it, they don't they don't matter i, I know you I, I don't think they matter i think it matters it matters like words matter he's talking this, about this them how, yeah but this is how this shit all this how this shit all starts up you know it's 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 like where, where do you think these people started out, right? They all started out being pissy about political correctness because they felt like they were hit by something no, or something. they started and off as slaves. No, no, no. So here's the thing. This, Did, huh? these, these, whole, these, these, these arguments about, you know, what's, how, how it's acceptable to discuss white people. It's, it's always taken in the context of like, oh, in the last 10 years that, you know, white people have, have been disenfranchised in these ways or, or whatever. They've been hurt by reverse racism but the point is is there is a direct thread going straight back to slavery and since slavery ended white people have systemically oppressed and done horrible things to black people since and kept them in the conditions that they are in today and it is disingenuous have you done that jeremy it is disingenuous i am a white person that has benefited greatly i don't get frisked when i'm just walking down the street yeah, but I mean, I think not getting frisked when you're walking down the street. I mean, it is better than getting frisked, but it's still not. I, w- I wouldn't call that a privilege to not be frisked. I wouldn't call I, I would say it's like a, whatever the reverse word, like it's a disadvantage to be frisked. I don't reverse. have my name tossed out of a resume pile because my name is obviously I'm a very clearly a white guy. Yeah, there, yeah. Are, there are a slew of benefits that I have. And yeah, there are a slew of benefits, uh, but I think I think you're missing the point of what I'm trying to say. I still don't think it's, it's good to alienate good white people. I think when you when you're when you're equating like right wing extremism with whiteness itself, you're basically saying all white people are innately evil and have to like overcome their evil nature or whatever the hell, right? Does that sound fruitful to you? Does that sound like a way to get people to you're, agree you're with re, you? You're recontextualizing it. Let me let me let me let me recontextualize it again. If you're listening to a guy talk mm-hmm. about violent white supremacists and yeah. you're getting offended, you're 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 inserting yourself into a discussion about you know their whiteness and like what white means for them because that's clearly what the context is. Yeah. 
and you're allowing yourself to be offended by that, that's kind of your own fault. And it, it's, it really lacks what the struggle for America has been about and what the Black Lives Matter protests were about. And it's, it's not fair to be like, well, whites and blacks are the same because you do have to take into context. Well, I'm not saying that either, am I? I'm not saying whites and blacks are the same, you know? Uh, I'm just saying I don't think it's good to further alienate whites. Like, I don't think it's good to say white guys are the bad guys. I, but I don't... I, you don't I need really... white guys on your team, don't you? Well, I, what I've... So the thing is, though, I don't think anywhere what Colbert said... I mean, I didn't see... Again, I didn't see the episode. Yeah, but I really yeah, yeah, highly it, doubt it just, that Colbert just, said white was, guys are the bad it was guys. A, it was a little joke. It was a little joke, basically, right? But it just... You hear that like many times and you start thinking like, wow, wow, like what's what's going on here? You know, but has has he said white guys are the bad guys many times? No, he hasn't. But it's you hear it everywhere and here and there, you know. It's it, it's it, it's, you know, white straight males that that is like almost a slur. That's like a, you know, it's, it's a stigma to it. Well, okay, so like if they put in a show going white, into if they see white straight male, they usually refer to like some kind of bad guy. You know? I you know think, what I mean? No, I well, no, I think I think what you're raising is, is two different things because now you're not talking about race anymore. Now you're talking about you know gender and like No, no, I wasn't I was it's it's still it's not about race to begin with honestly it, it's just uh i don't i, I don't know I, I don't like i don't like the concept of like original sin you know what i mean but it's it, but the, but original sin refers to taking on responsibility for things that happened generations ago whereas people are still getting shot by cops today and they're mostly black People are still being denied jobs and they're mostly bank loans. Those are things that are happening today. It's not like an original thing that dates back. It's, it's something started, started way back, but is still happening today. Original sin, you know, says original sin is the Uh, idea that. Yeah, but it's, it's, it's thing is all that, all that rhetoric sounds really like pretty and convincing. Right. But to say that like or well, how, how do I put this it's really it's difficult to put feelings into words sometimes sure it's like saying that all white people are innately privileged it feels a little stupid I mean it is there's truth to it but it also feels a little stupid because most most white people aren't that privileged most white people are just people, right? They're just like poor. Most people are poor. Sure. And they, they, I don't think they would feel very privileged. You know? The, the point... And the, pe- the people who talk is... about privilege in general, tend, they, they're never poor themselves. I, I mean, I'm poor and I talk about privilege. <laughs> nah, you're not really that poor though, are you? I mean, you, you, you own a house. I suppose. Yeah. You're, uh... you're, not, you're not living in a trailer with like four relatives i have declared bankruptcy i mean recently well my my commiserations um it wasn't a great process it kind of sucked but the point is 
Now, I, I, I see this, this, we're, we're kind of taking away from the actual topic of the podcast too, and that's on me. Well, no, no, because this will this will just this will just alter what the podcast is about because this is this goes back to what a lot of the grievances that Trump supporters have, mm. um, and I think when when this comes up and and people are saying, oh, you know, what about us? Because we are also poor. Because that I hear that all the time. Yeah, and, they are. I mean, they're, they're they're fucking broke as shit. I mean, they're stupid, but stupidity tends to come with poverty, right? But that still doesn't mean things are equal. Just because most people tend to be poor, especially in America, especially now that the the wealth gap is increasing and middle class is basically as thin as a pancake. You know, there's that. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. Like, if you're if you're going to be poor, it's better to be white and poor than black and poor, right? Right. Yeah, yeah, I, I get that. I get that. I get that. There's there's definitely advantages to it. But when, but when talking oh, about you... race, see, but you're you're changing, you're changing, you're moving the subject away from where what what like a Black Lives Matter activist, what they want is to not get shot by the cops and, and put in prison at ridiculous rates compared to white people. To to be Yeah, I'm 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 complete, I'm completely with that. So I agree with that. Okay, so but the, when the when you say well, white people are poor too, that's that's not what they're talking about. It's not. No, even, not it's not, not about really giving black about people. Black matter though, we're, like I, I don't know how we ended up on that <laughs> because the argument. I think, I think, that... I think you think I'm saying something different than I'm saying. I think I think maybe you're hearing words you've heard before. And you're assuming I'm holding the same opinion as the person who said similar buzzwords before. I think it might be happening. That does happen to people. Yes, but also you did just make the argument about white people also being poor and not having much. Nah, that was just a mention. I mean, you mentioned it first, didn't you? I I just kind of remember. I had to (laughs) re-listen. Uh, it's, it's, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter anyway. Yeah. Uh, the, my, my point is just I don't think it's good to demonize white people. I don't think saying that white people and black people are the same is true or healthy because you need to accept that someone has it worse, right? It's worse to be black. You have to have like – you told me about the children's books where children have to like – like black kids read a children's book that says like, uh, don't put your hand in the mouth of the bear. Stay calm next to the cop. You know, like, that's like fucking tragic, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. And I'm not saying that. Oh, yeah, poor people. It's it's all the same thing, right? Poor white people, poor black people. No, no, there's tears of shit there too, right? But I'm also saying it doesn't help to demonize whiteness as a concept. And I do feel like that's quite a common theme, and like especially online, people like to do that. You know, it's like if you if you have a point, if you're arguing a point, and it's not even about racism or something, it's just about something. You'll often find some fucking dummy on online using, well, you're just a straight white male, I'm assuming. So, you know, that that happens. You know, and it, like, yeah, it is not the same thing as being shot. It is not nearly the same thing as being shot and being persecuted and being just generally oppressed for like the way you're born it's not the same at all but it's still something like i could say that the problems in the u.s pale by comparison to the problems in north korea but that doesn't mean i should tell you to shut the fuck up about your problems right 
Sure. Um, and so it's like, uh, I, I also, I don't, I don't think it's having the whole, like, I, I know it, it sounds like I'm talking gender and all, all sexuality and all that stuff too. I'm not really. Uh, it's just the whole straight male, white male thing. It's like almost like a meme. It's an it's like an offensive meme, right? It's, it, it basically becomes like you are not valid. You are part of the enemy. We must fight you. Uh, I, I would say that's, women have that's more a very small and ignorant subset of even people that discuss politics. It is. Right? It is. But that's the like, problem is like that a, the small, the small like and ignorant subset it. are the powerful people today. I mean, just look at the people who fucking marched into the fucking uh, the Senate, right? That is definitely not the majority of Trump supporters, because the Trump supporters are many. They're like forty percent of the people who voted. If all of them rose up, that'd be fucking terrifying, right? Sure. So, like, yeah, I mean, but we we're still gonna paint Trump supporters with the same brush we're basically painting these fucking insurrectionists with now, because you know they gotta own that. If you're a Trump supporter. You can't just say, well, I wasn't at the Capitol. You have to kind of own what your side did, right? Yeah. And I think that's for ideology. That's just the thing you got to do. You got to accept that. I don't think it's the same thing when it comes to uh, race, sexuality, or stuff like that. I don't think you need to own that then. I, th- I, think that's, I think that creates an innate tribalism you just can't move past. Well, then that's the frustrating thing, right? You're people on your, your own into, side. Really you're cementing that identity as their main identity. Yeah. You well, know, it's it like draws... no matter no matter all the good stuff you would do in the world, if you're an environmentalist, if you're fucking building houses in Kenya or whatever, you know, you're still white, so you're still you're paying off some kind of debt. You know, that's fucked up. And also, white straight male, I don't know why that's the, the, the main, main target, why that's considered to be the supremely privileged one. Like, white straight female is probably way more privileged if you're going to talk about anything from, like, being harassed by cops or going to jail or stuff like that, in general. I, I think in general. I, I, I agree with Bill Burr on that one. I think, I think he put it right on the money there. But... Uh, well, Bill, Bill Burr, is, no, no, Bill Burr wasn't saying removed. that women were more, more privileged than men. He was saying that white women are almost... Yeah, yeah, I know he wasn't saying that. And I'm not saying that either. But I'm saying in certain areas, women are more privileged than men. I mean, other areas, men are more privileged than women. But Most you know, areas, think, men are more privileged than women. I don't think it's true. I don't think most areas... Yeah, because you guys, you guys have a literal paradox named after your country because your society is so equal. Like... Okay. Okay. You know, you're actually right. I I may not I I I, I may not come from the greatest background to talk about this because yeah, I, I don't. I, I honestly you go to Wikipedia and type in the Norwegian paradox, which is a paradox that describes how challenging it is <laughs> to grasp cultural issues outside of Norway because you guys are just so goddamn equal. You guys like broke gender dynamics. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we have really like, really like traditional gender dynamics, and that most women tend to go to, most women tend to choose social professions. You know, like a doctor or a nurse or a teacher or any of that kind of things where you work with people. And men tend to gravitate towards professions where they're like, you know, bang shit together, like you know, building houses or bridges. Which I but, think is a really interesting curiosity that, you know, it. it for all of 
what America is trying to accomplish. That there are certain things, like the examples that we use, you know, like more men in nursing, more women in engineering jobs, but like given the chance, women and men still tend to gravitate, when given the chance, women and men are still gravitating towards certain jobs, which I find, think is, is interesting. Yeah, yeah, I, I've seen some some research about it, and it, it makes sense to me because uh, apparently it has to do with like evolutionary biology. So it's like the women, like w- when you get when you're pregnant, you need extra aid, right? Yeah. So the women who uh, had like just were just better at being social, like they're just socially more uh, skilled, they're more agreeable, they're more you know comfortable to be around they would probably get more help in the old days, you know? And so their genes were just stronger. Uh, and uh, yeah, I, th- I think that may, that may have something to do with it. I mean, I'm, I'm butchering. Like if you ask the real scientists, they probably give you a much more nuanced explanation than that, but I'm, I'm a dummy. Yeah. I'm a dummy on a podcast called Moot. So. Well, <laughs> and I don't even want to speculate on it because I don't yeah, want it's, to. It's, 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 it's a topic for another episode. Although that one that would be interesting. That would be. We could do a whole yeah. episode of the Norwegian Paradox. Yeah. I would like that. But essentially, for the people who don't want to Google, the Norwegian Paradox is that we are the most equal country in the world. And yet, uh, when it comes to professions, women tend to choose very traditional roles and men tend to choose very traditional roles. What? And the explanation for that, or one of the explanations that has been given, is that uh, in Norway, you can make a comfortable living as anything. Like a teacher uh, can have a house and two cars. And if you work in a store, you can have a house and, well, yeah, two cars if you have a partner, right? Uh, and uh, you, you, you're fine. You're fine no matter what job you have. Some jobs obviously do pay better than others, but no jobs pay so poorly that you can't have a comfortable life with that job. And since that's like your personal economy is taken off the table, uh, you tend to go for the job you want to have rather than the job you have to have. Like if you look at India or like the, the, those kind of tech countries, women overwhelmingly go into like uh, tech support, engineering and stuff like that, which isn't a traditional woman job at all, right? But apparently uh, those jobs are the ones that pay. And, you know, if women want to take care of their families too. Everyone does, right? Yeah. Yeah. And in this this paradox, I think about it a lot, especially when we talk about this stuff, because you and I like get into these things often and it's always cultural stuff. There's always yeah. you know, our our cultural backgrounds are very different. And the stuff that we observe in our own societies is very, very different. And yeah, we're, we're strangely similar in most ways. It's true. I feel like if, if I was born in Ohio and you were born in Norway, right? Be... We would probably have switched personalities <laughs> and opinions. Right. It's very likely that that would have happened. Yeah. And so I, I like I like these conversations where we don't basically don't get anywhere because <laughs> <laughs> it's because like a social experiment. It's <laughs> well, it's it's interesting because you know I, I don't think about. I, you know, and especially after, after four years of the Trump era, I don't think about like whiteness as a positive anymore. Like, I don't, I don't think that like white people are bad and I, and I want to, I don't want to victim, victimize all white people because I, and my first instinct, 
and perhaps it's you know unfair because I just assume that you know Colbert's gonna more or less he's an educated man who who shares you know a lot of the beliefs that I have so I'm just going to assume that he's going to do and and not having seen the episode makes it really difficult for me to comment on things. It, it really, it I, I really make a bigger deal out of it than it was because he he only made a joke about that when he was talking about the crowd, he was saying the sheer whiteness or something about that. Like it, it really wasn't a part of it. He wasn't making a jab at anyone or anything. Oh. It, it was just the thing I reacted to is like, is that like, it's that why, why, how did you even like, why did you even focus on that? Right. Like it would be like if I heard someone say the sheer blackness of this uh, riot, right? And well, I, th- I think a big part of that's just living in America because it makes perfect sense to make a comment like that when yeah. so much of the Trump identity is around being white. Like there's a guy in in Parma who's got all these Trump signs in his yard, and then he's got yeah. a white power sign on his fence, and he's like take, and, and then there's like a little there's a little banner that says take the power back from the blacks. And, you know, that's, that it's a, it's a recurring theme with, you know, a, a many, try, I don't want to say all, but many to of most, it seems. Yeah. yeah, see that, that's where, that's where things get really different from Norway and America. Yeah. It, to me, it sounds like, it's like, it's jarring to me because it's like, wow, you just injected race into that. You really, like, I know it's about racists, but like. I don't need to, Everything's I don't need to identify here. with this as the, the you know it's yeah it, to me to me it to me it was like it's really jarring. <laughs> Everything's more extreme here. Like the conversation we had on uh WhatsApp the other day. Yeah. Uh where where we were talking about sentencing for drugs. Like a yeah. drug sentence in Norway giving somebody like two months for like cocaine possession, for dealing cocaine. I mean, yeah. when I heard that, it blew my mind because two months... Two months, would, is a, two months is a big sentence, mind you. For, for, dealing, for dealing cocaine, having like dealer amounts. Yeah, having with, dealer amounts. I mean, you can get higher depending on like different circumstances, of course, but it's extremely unlikely. Most likely uh, you'll get uh, like 30 days, maybe if uh, the... If they go real hard on you, they'll give you like seventy days, right? Uh, but uh, uh, yeah, like you usually won't have any prison time because you know <laughs> there's no point in putting a dealer in prison necessarily. Like you have to consider like is this gonna help him get back on his track, right? Like if you put him in prison, does he have a regular job? Does he have kids? You know, does he have that's a, a consideration. does he have a girlfriend? Like, if he if he has a girlfriend, for instance, and he goes to jail, he might that that might affect their relationship, which is going to affect his stability, which might make him more likely to you know go back to dealing drugs. <laughs> I love the question when you said, "How many months in prison would that get you?" I was like, "What do you mean months?" <laughs> it's, it's... Yeah, I, I knew, I know, I know that Americans have like really ridiculous. Uh, sentencing for drugs like you get jail time for having fucking weed and stupid shit like that yeah but i still when you said it was like more than a year i i didn't think it would be more than a year if you had weed i was like a oh, good god what are you gonna get going like four months in the u.s like it's gonna be like an insane punishment right yeah and then you're like no decades and i'm like what the fuck 
Yeah, five. So five hundred grams, five to forty years, and it's insane. That's I mean, a federal guideline. It's in th- in five kilograms of coke is ten years to life, and so, so those are federal guidelines. So different states will interpret those differently, and they have their own breakdown of how they do things. Um, it's, it's just it shocks me that you take away someone's life for that. <laughs> I think maybe that's the takeaway of today's episode. Everything's more extreme here. It is a it is a crazy country. Uh, I really want to visit though. I mean, you do seem like you have a bunch of cool shit. We do. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like it's a, it's a. I, I I don't I don't want to sound like some kind of like European talking about oh America is so passe or whatever the hell they say, right? <laughs> I mean, you won't really hear that in Norway because we're kind of we we kind of like Americans. They like without you guys, we would still be uh, an impoverished, frozen hellhole. Yeah. Instead, we're just a frozen hellhole. Uh, <laughs> a rich frozen hellhole. Yeah, yeah. A wealthy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, the Norwegians in general tend to be quite positive towards Americans and the British, which most Europeans don't like either. Uh, of course, I'm speaking very general terms. I'm sure you'll find fans in France. Uh, but... Uh, yeah, I, I, what I'm saying is I, I don't want to sound like some stereotype shitting on America. I think America is really cool. I would love to visit. It seems like you have a lot of cool stuff. We do. It's just the news from America is always unnerving. It's kind of like hearing about like, you, know, like you, you really want to go, like you really want to go to uh, Iraq, you know, uh, yeah. Iraq. Uh, you want to? Uh, how do you say that in English? Is it Iraq, Iraq, Iraq? Well, it depends I'm on where just... you live. If you're in like Louisiana, it's Iraq. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, Iraq. anyway, everyone knows what I mean. Everyone knows. What I mean. You know, the 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 country that Bush attacked. Um, yeah, like if you, uh, I I really want to go there. Like I want to see the old uh, ruins of the, like the Ziggurat of Ur. You know, the, the, we discussed that in the Gilgamesh episode. Yeah. You know, I would love to see like the cradle of human civilization, but you also hear about the news. Like, there's a lot of scary shit happening there. Like, you have zones where people are still fighting and stuff like that, right? That's kind of what news from America is like. <laughs> well, and it, that you know, I was thinking about like the detour. I mean, at this point, it's more like part of the episode now instead. Of, yeah, I mean, we changed the topic. Um, We're gonna have to find a new title. But if, well, we will. It'll, I mean, it'll still be part two, but we can just put them in the description or whatever. But uh, I don't know. I think that's probably why, you know, it's it's so easy to feel sensitive about those types of things, you know, like because messaging really does matter. Yeah. And the symbolism behind those things matters. And, um, you know, probably some, some of it's probably a, a, a fear of admitting uh you know being wrong or you know because i'm sure one of the things that i mentioned in the last episode is that obama had said his me made his speech and said you know hey you know this is don't go too far with your messaging and while i don't know the the comment colbert made i know in other instances people do we really shouldn't be saying the comment colbert made because it sounds like he did a thing and i don't (laughs) want it to sound like i'm saying he did a thing he didn't do a thing to be fair i don't think any journalists are scribbling notes at our episode so it's no i mean i I, we have i'm impressed with the amount of people who listen to us but i still don't think we have any like anyone who would care i mean 
if, okay, if so you care, if you care, please comment on the Reddit and tell me what you think. Okay, <laughs> be nice to me though. I'm a I'm a sensitive soul. You don't have to be nice to me. Yeah, you yeah. can call me a shithead. But oh no, Jeremy's not a shithead though. Jeremy is a sweetheart, <laughs> which is why you can call him a shithead because he knows he's a sweetheart. I think I'm a shithead. Something like that. Call me a shithead is ruining my day. Just know that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Joe's Joe's a sensitive guy. I'm a very sensitive soul. I'm a, a gentle little dandelion. <laughs> no. Um well let's before we before we go, um we we should we should finish talking about the coup because um but I, yeah. I, I do I do think that even though we wound up in in total left field, I do think it's still related though, because these are the types of this is kind this is a little bit illustrative of the divide between the left and the right you know because yeah, i think words right like little little comments like that like 20 years ago and then people just kind of go with it and instead of calming down and listening to the other person they just escalate until they're standing at the steps of the fucking senate right <laughs> well and i think maybe it's just because things have been so divisive lately i think it's very difficult you know a little comment turning into a you know a 20 minute back and forth um, yeah. but i think that a part I, I think it's it's easier like everybody's already ne- next to boiling you know yeah. I, I was talking to my neighbor um down the street and he is he was an ex-engineer at nasa and he he's a left of center guy left of center for america at least you know he's he's a, he's kind of a centrist he's a longtime democrat he, he put a black lives matter sign out in front of his house but he um took offense he was he was getting upset about the word cracker and he was saying that it was similar to he goes i know it's not as heavy or as weighty but you know it it, it, it should be kind of like you know the n-word and i was like ah i mean i guess you could take it that way over time and and it could be offensive, but it's not, it shouldn't be the same as the N word because there's not that same context. And so mm. that, we wound up talking about it for a while. We took, we spent like, yeah. you know, probably 15, 20 minutes talking about it. And um, I think the, the, the I think everyone's on edge. Tell that is really different is the fact that we are completely comfortable saying cracker. We're not comfortable saying the N-word. We don't see the C-word. We say cracker and the N-word. Right. It yeah. shows how big a difference it is. Sure. Sure. And and that, that that's, a, that's a really good point. It's, um, yeah, because I can, I can say cracker and I don't feel like I've done anything wrong, you know? Yeah. I think it's like, because, uh, I mean, I, I totally get why cracker is offensive because cracker comes from like cracking the whip, right? It's the whip. It's the slave master, right? Yeah. So calling someone a slave master when they are against slavery, they have never owned a slave, maybe not even in their family tree has there been anyone who owned a slave. You're just lumped in with people who used to own slaves because of your skin color. That would be offensive. But it's kind of offensive like calling a German a Nazi uh, versus calling like a Jew uh, a kike, if that's the word, right? Or something like that. I'm not sure what... I, I picked it up from South Park. I, I don't I actually know if it's a real word. South Park uh, might not be the best. <laughs> yeah, it's it's an educational tool. Uh, <laughs> sort no, but you know, like it's it's calling a German a Nazi like that that's gonna hurt, especially if like 
none of none of their family like if their family was in the resistance right you don't know that it's it would hurt it would be offensive but it's not nearly the same thing as ripping on uh, someone who had family in the concentration camps for being jewish right yeah the context matters and i think that's a huge difference there so like you can ripping on someone for being like the slave master is hurtful especially if they weren't but ripping on someone for being the slave is way worse yeah and and most likely they were the slave too right because like i mean don't 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 every black guy in america basically have a relative some point who was a slave unless they came to the country recently like their family tree yeah and i think that's still a very tiny percentage the vast majority of people would have been brought against their will right and it it, and the you know the n-word is tied to that being subhuman you know and and it's tied Mm -hmm. to violence so it's like if you say if you call someone a cracker, you're still calling them like a human being. You're just you're just saying you're a, you're a type of human being. You might be trying to be insulting. You might be successful in being insulting. That's might... also that's also another thing. That's also another thing. The trying to be insulting, like cracker, doesn't have to be insulting. From what I get of American TV, which is my entire reference here, <laughs> it can sometimes be used as like kind of like an endearing diss, you know? Yeah. Like if I called you a dummy. You know, it's, it's not like, taken seriously. Well, it's, yeah, it's, it's the whole it's punch like, up, like a, punch, punch down thing. Like if you're, if yeah, it's like a, it's like a gentle nudge. Like, hey, you know, what up, cracker, right? Yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah, that's true. I am white. You know, it's, it's <laughs> yeah, it, it's not meant to hurt your feelings. Yeah, right. Uh, I feel like they probably use different words if they really wanted to hurt your feelings because it's not that hurtful. I mean, it could, it could be that hurtful if you were, if you had family who was. You know, like slave masters and you're deeply ashamed about it but i feel like in that case the guy probably wouldn't even use the word because like that's kind of on you to tell him that no actually this is really sensitive to me you know and he probably would be like okay i'll call you an asshole instead <laughs> yeah yeah i i and and it's it's kind of crazy when you think about like words because because people will sometimes say oh words are meaningless you know it's just a word why do you care but, oh. Oh, but words are powerful words are very powerful i mean words i mean words led the president to stage a coup that's that's what happened and yeah. people he hasn't fought anyone he's not been in an arena gaining respect he's just been spitting out words poorly and it works <laughs> and it works and any it, any any dummy who says the sword is mightier than the pen uh, should get a strongly worded letter <laughs> right. is see see how 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 bad it hurts <laughs> a bad example i mean if you stab them with a sword they're they're going to prefer the letter but everyone knows what i mean right well it, it, but a sword you you could have all the swords in the world but you're not going to bend a country to your ear and get them to rise up so. yeah they don't even need swords to take you out they can just grab sticks if they outnumber you two to one or a fire extinguisher <laughs> or a fire extinguisher oh god <laughs> that's a tasteful joke yeah thank oh. you i i I'm here all day it's <laughs> yeah. uh, we will all blame 2020 for our sense of humor we have not been checked by anyone else for a while you know uh you know you're you are supposed to be your own strongest critic well the man in the mirror he really doesn't he really lets me get away with anything <laughs>
Yeah. In, in he, Except he for the N-word. He wouldn't be okay with that. And that's how you know it's different. <laughs> that's good. That's good. I guess I guess it's good to start somewhere. I, I uh Yeah. I, I think things will I think uh you know in times of big unrest because I do think that it is possible to go overboard but I think in times of unrest where that comes from is a desire to overcorrect to go all the way to 10 and then back off to where things are are normal I think you're right about that it's like uh the, the problem is that the overcorrection always has some kind of social repercussion. Yes. Right? It's, like a, it's like pushing a pendulum. It's going to swing back. And when it swings back, it swings. it's going to swing harder depending on how far you push it, which is what we see with this blue wave washing across Europe. You know? Yeah. Actually, I, you know, I, I should probably correct that for Americans. Uh, we say blue wave in Norway because... Here, blue is the right-wing color and red is the left-wing color. So, like, we have a blue government right now, which is a right-wing government. And I can't fucking wait to get them out. <laughs> of course, they're still way to the left of your Democrats, but, you know, it's uncomfortable to us. Right. To me. Some, some people like it, uh, clearly, because they got elected. Um, but, yeah, yeah. So, a blue wave here is like a right-wing wave, like fascism. The people are more and more interested in it. It's pretty calm up here in the north but uh you see it down like they have just genuine fucking white supremacists are marching through italy they're like they call themselves the fucking golden dawn maybe that's the greeks uh, there's a bunch of white supremacists it's bad um germany, in south of europe having problems again spain and like i've heard these horror stories of like immigrants coming from africa because you know the, the, africa is right near uh, italy right uh, it's just a little ocean separating uh, them. And uh, uh, the, the North Africans, whenever they come up to Italy, like they, they get like fucking, do you have people there who are like shooting in the water or like trying to prevent them from getting out of the boat? Even if they're like, yeah, we need to get out of the boat. We need food. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not remembering the new stuff perfectly. So again, don't use me as a source for anything except for amusement. But uh, yeah, there's a lot of white supremacy going down on. That, I mean, the, throughout the, Europe, the the refugees just that just were flowing from Syria and Eastern Africa, they they destabilized and and they made a lot of people very afraid. And mm. um, you know, Viktor Orban in Hungary, he managed to consolidate his power, partially due to the immigration fears. Um, yeah. Erdogan in Turkey, I mean, he had been working at chipping away at the courts and stuff, which Obama did too. They both went after their courts, court systems. But uh, Erdogan, before his fake coup where he, you know, just purged thousands and thousands of scholars and loyalists or uh, opposing party people. Yeah, he just became a dictator. Yeah, well, yeah, he's just a straight up dictator. But, uh, you know, he's part of what gives him his strength are the immigrants that were that were coming out and it's only going to get worse when climate change makes areas uninhabitable and it's going to happen within the united states where people will be yeah. leaving certain parts of the country and going to other parts and overwhelming them and it's i'm i'm very scared for when those days arrive yeah i like wouldn't want to be a kurd or an armenian in turkey these days no 
That's a scary situation. No, because Kurds have no uh, country. They have no. They uh, they don't. They they like. If you ask a Kurd, they're going to disagree with you vehemently on that. They have Kurdistan. Right. But uh, of course, they're not internationally recognized, are they? No. And the you know most countries still haven't recognized the Armenian genocide. <laughs> so. Yeah. You know. So, uh, so uh, you know, it's still still going on. I read that. Uh, Actually, I didn't read. I heard it from an Armenian. Uh, but uh, yeah, there was uh, uh, the, the Armenians, right? They, they, the Turks. They are closing in on them every day, and like the, their panic button is that they can they can always officially enlist the aid of Russia, and that would save them, right? Because mm. Russia has kind of like they they they're kind of honor bound to aid the Armenians because of something. Uh, so. If the Armenians officially and requests the aid of Russia, that would force Turkey to back off, and it would save them. But they don't want to do that until like the very last moment, because once they do that, uh, and Russia comes aiding them, Russia is essentially going to absorb them into Russia, like yeah. they did with Crimea, you know. Yeah, which is so, which is what Russia has been trying. Like Russia's doing it with Ukraine too, where. Yeah, so uh, they basically the Armenians can like they they basically have to choose between uh, freedom and uh, existence, yeah. and they're just just trying trying to hold on as far as they can before they have to make that choice. Which, you know, it's, as uh, as, as problematic as as things are stateside, I'm I'm glad I'm not there. <laughs> yeah, that, that, I'd rather be here than there. Um, yeah, I mean, there's always going to be, you know how they say the grass is always greener. Yeah, I mean, this it goes the other way around too. You know, it's, some lawns always have more manure than others. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, um, never forget uh, Trump staged a coup. You know, we. Uh, Got a little off topic there, but that's that's the takeaway. Hopefully, yeah. t- today McConnell is seem McConnell seems to be on board with following through with an impeachment vote. So it should maybe it'll pass the Senate, and he will actually get impeached. They got McConnell around for this. He he is reportedly very angry with Trump. Oh, that's fantastic! It, it is. is uh, he is extremely efficient at what he does. I mean, what he does is evil. But it would be great to harness that fucking power for good. In this case, I'm all about it. I mean, yeah, yeah, do it. Because, I mean, he, Trump, it, it was calculated. I mean, he started planning this weeks in advance. Um, one of the people that was part of the protests, one of the leaders for the protests said that they had help from a couple of congressmen. So it'll be a goal to figure out who those congressmen were. Oh, yeah. You told me about that woman, right? Uh, what's her name? The one who was like live tweeting the, uh, the, the location of Pelosi. Lauren, to... L- Lauren Bobert. Yes. Okay. So Lauren Bobert is a Republican from Colorado and she's a QAnon supporter. And she, yeah, she was live tweeting where Nancy Pelosi was to the, to the, the, the mobsters. Like so. that is high treason. Yeah, 
Yeah, that is high treason. That is that, that she should be executed. If if, if Pence and and uh, if Pence had done that, like it, let's say the, the, there was a mob going after the president, right? And it, let's say the vice president was live tweeting the like the location of the president to an angry mob. That's high treason. Absolutely, it is. This is just lower step in the government, but it's still pretty fucking high. These people, these people are traitors to to, to America. Yeah, and they are. They are traitors, and they should be dealt with as traitors. I agree. She, so, and and this, I mean, this wasn't like a random thing either. Like Trump in November, there were reports in mid-November, like ten days at ten days after the election ended, where or ended, it was still ongoing at that point. But ten days after election day, um, he he was installing, he was uh, firing defense officials. And intelligence officials and other any any sort of citizen uh, high up position that he could get his hands on, and and filling up the Pentagon intelligence communities with loyalists. That's such a fucking dictator move. Yeah, yeah, and it's one of those things where going back, you can kind of see the thread. Bill Barr abruptly resigning like in late December. Um. I'm assuming he wasn't on board with this and wasn't going to have any part of it and didn't want it. You know, that crossed the line for him, even though he is Mr. I want to expand the executive powers as much as I can sort of guy. Yeah. No, um, but I mean, like he's, they're still people, even these fucking spineless scumbags, they're still people. So like they, they'll have a limit. Yeah. Well, yeah. and I think, I think that's where McConnell getting angry comes in is, is that he's, this is, this might be his limit. This might be, and, and I don't think he cares so much about the, about the government or the country. Like, I don't think he gives a shit about that. I don't even think he'd care if there was a fascist installed. I think it was that Trump's home. the insurrection made it much more difficult for Republicans to hang on to power because there are a lot of Republicans angry with him. Oh, oh yeah. No, I, I, I thought it would be like something that this hit too close to home because, I mean, he would have been in the Senate, right? Yeah. I, really, I, I, I can't imagine them just like... yeah, Like you have fucking insurrectionists in the building you are in. Right. Attacking. Like I can't imagine that your views stay the same. Although you did tell me about that guy who was like crying under his desk during the insurrection and the second it was over, he was out like fucking defending the insurrectionists he was yeah he was hiding behind the chair holly what was his name again um holly holly uh, holly yeah it's uh it's, a holly jolly christmas w, it's h-a-w-l-e-y josh holly holly okay okay yeah yeah he's from missouri yeah. and uh he's i mean what well, talk about stockholm syndrome Well, I mean, I think Stockholm Syndrome describes Lindsey Graham, at least, because (laughs) (laughs) he was, you know, these people were, when Trump was running for president, they all treated him like a joke, and they all made fun of him, and they all said that, you know, he'd be a disaster for the party if he got elected, but then once he was elected, they they fell in line. I remember that. I remember Lindsey was like, what kind of a man is named Lindsey, anyway? (laughs) <laughs> uh, yeah, Lindsay was uh, he was going crazy on uh, on Trump during the election. He was like, he looked like a real man with a spine back then. Yeah, I mean, you could almost mistake him for one. And, yeah, 
that those days now it's a spineless turd named Lindsay. Yeah, uh, all the people that have tethered their their fates to Trump. I mean, I, I don't think that they thought it would end like this. At least, no, they probably thought it would end with his coronation. Well, intelligence con- officials are warning of more violence, both during inauguration and after. They're they're saying that there are oh, plans. Yeah, I heard about that. Colbert said that from the sixteenth to the twentieth, there there was like there's going to be like a basically like a thing like this in every state capital yes yes where they're going to just try to storm all the capitals and this is where i think the commune might come out like i uh i don't know if you're aware but in uh several years ago yeah. it wasn't that long ago i think it was 2014 2017 when was the oregon thing oregon refuge standoff that was uh 2016 January 2016. So these guys t- took over this wildlife refuge in Oregon. Um, it was the Malhor, I'm not pronouncing that right, National Wildlife Refuge. They took it over and they turned it into like a mini compound and they held it for over a week, month, over a month they were there. They held a, they held a wildlife reservation for a month? Yeah, yeah. They, they took over like the building and stuff and like a whole bunch oh, of people were yeah. like bringing them supplies <laughs> Ah, the and, building, of course. I, I was just imagining a bunch of people living in tents in the a fucking reservation, like a forest. We'll going, like, we own tent. it now. <laughs> some of them brought tents, but no, there was a building. They took over this building and they, uh, I think that there's going to be something, some more of that happening where they just kind of like bunker down and people come from the outside and get attracted to these, these areas. And I don't know, that's, that's my tinfoil hat theory, is that there's going to be like... I, at this point, I trust your tinfoil hat theories, because they tend to be right, man. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't like your theories. They're grim as hell. <laughs> theories are very they tend depressing. to be correct. <laughs> so, uh... <laughs> very depressing. Yeah. I, 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 I'm... If I was going to put money on a, cer- a certain outcome, I would begrudgingly put money on whatever you said was the case. Because <laughs> it would be depressing as hell, but, you know, I want the money. Oh, God. Just imagine, like, Idaho state capital turning into, like, Trump land, Trumplandia or something. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. This is so fucking... It's, it, I, I, I keep going back to it. It feels like some kind of end of the world movie you know it feels like the you know in a handmaid's tale season one the flashbacks it just feels like that i read the i read the books i haven't seen the show um the show's terrific oh my god yeah it's 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 heartbreaking and it's so difficult to watch uh because they show the terrorism attacks that led to the installation of this like super fundamentalist yeah. government. Um, it's so fucking, it's so depressing. And and the thing is, is like when people put photos side by side and they call them Yal Qaeda and stuff, and they show them driving <laughs> caravans. <laughs> Yal Qaeda. <laughs> Yal Qaeda. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. I love it. <laughs> oh. You know, they, they show him posing next to American flags, holding assault rifles and in caravans and, and stuff. And, and Yeah. It, Instead of ululating, they're just like playing the banjo. 
this is Taliban stuff. This is what the <laughs> Taliban does. This is what. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see, yeah, you see Al Qaeda and all those. They, they are. Whenever you see a picture of them, they're like in a van with a bunch of rifles and some headgear. Yeah, right? like a, a hat or a mask. And I think that they just want so badly to be a part of something big, or they're they're they. I mean, they believe they believe that some of them believe that there's like a pedophile ring that's being run by Democrats and some Republicans. And I mean, to be fair, if, if, if you actually thought everything they believe was real as well, you would be on board with storming the Capitol. Right. And that's, that's so where the propaganda the is. These people are so stupid. They believe it's real. Right. The propaganda needs to be dealt with because if Joe Biden doesn't manage to fix somehow yeah this this QAnon shit it needs to be like it needs to be properly decertified so and, and made illegal to post about yeah yeah because, because there, there needs to be a way to like say okay if you want to post a conspiracy theory to the news it needs to be certified in some way of course, I don't know how the hell you would do that because then it would be like, oh, well, the certification people are sitting in, comfortably in Area 51 doing blah, 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 right? So I, you know, I had no idea how they would go ahead and do this in a way that would convince people at all that things are fake. But I they think, need to find I think what it comes down to is, just, is, is uh, the social, social media companies policing the content more because yeah. as much as I don't want to go in that direction and put give them you know, more agency over how the democratic process unfolds, because that's essentially what you're doing when you're saying, Hey, you guys, you guys decide what we can talk about. But at the same time, some of these topics have to be curbed because it's just, it's, it's false information and it leads to violence. It leads. we've, We've tried full freedom on social media and it, it isn't working. Right. Honestly, I think the only solution to this problem, uh, which is not a solution that is going to go well with anyone. No one's going to agree on it. Is to uh, unplug the internet. Just get rid of it. <laughs> Just unplug it. We we're not we're not responsible enough to use it. Well, if we leave it for our own buildings on fire. People, <laughs> leave the internet for the people who can use it professionally. Like we need we need uh, 1990s internet again. That's what we need. I would love 90s internet. We we just need to get rid of social media companies. I think. Yeah. Basically, we, we, we cannot have people post their brain farts online anymore. It's not, it's so dangerous. Yeah. I mean, it's not dangerous when we do it. This podcast is not a brain fart. This podcast is really <laughs> well informed and has been thoroughly tested for HIV. And uh, <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. Explains why we've been going in circles for an hour and a half. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, the beauty of doing like a podcast like this is that you 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 can just kind of hear long form what people think, right? I, I can't I can't distill my opinion into like some social media friendly little thing. I can blur. I can't be my own like uh, PR representative. But then again, I can't be my own PR representative. So now, like. Anyone, anyone listen to this is probably going to think that I'm some kind of psycho. 
or or that I'm I'm extremely sensitive and I will I don't think that's how it's going to come off. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone is still listening, please go to uh moot on our subreddit and tell us whether or not I came off badly or Jeremy came off badly in this in this uh, thing. I mean, please do add detail to why you think either one of us was bad or good. But I'm, I'm genuinely interested in that. That would be fucking great. I would be, uh, I would I am, be interested too, just to see. If, to get I'm super scared of what you're going to write because I feel like I've said a bunch of stuff this episode. Uh, and once you get to know me, you go like, oh, okay, okay. He has, he, he, he's got a fair point. Okay, he didn't mean it that way. You know, but I have a habit of letting like just, just doing oral diarrhea. Like I just say a bunch of stuff, no matter how bad it sounds. And then afterwards I have to filter it out. <laughs> and uh, I did not do a good job of this, this episode. So, I mean, if you're, if you're a regular listener, tell me what you used to think of me and <laughs> what you think of me now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> if this is the first episode you listen to, just tell me what you think of me. And uh, I mean, try to try to not use so many profanities because I am a sensitive dandelion. <laughs> the important thing, the important thing to know is next week we will be back to our regularly scheduled programming. And we don't have regular scheduled programming. We we have back to our, our pre-recorded programming. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're going to talk about something less divisive, you know. But just as scary, we're talking about the movie Hereditary next week. So yeah, yeah, that's not so divisive, but it's terrifying. It, it's like, oh, such a good movie. Oh, I love it. So Hereditary. Watch Hereditary, then listen. To oh yeah, movie. yeah. I mean, we we totally spoiler it up. We talk about all of it. Yeah, we we will not. We this is not a spoiler safe podcast, by the way. Like just for the future as well. I I I, I do not respect spoilers. Not because I have any kind of. Uh, grudge against people who like their content spoiler free but because I fucking have oral diarrhea <laughs> I can't control what I say what's a spoiler and what's not <laughs> why the hell am I on a podcast um, but yeah yeah I've watched Hereditary uh, although you can't watch it on Netflix anymore oh, that's a shame I know I mean in Norway you can't watch it on Netflix anymore in Norway uh, you, you used to and oh it's so good so good maybe you can in american you have to pay like two dollars to watch it it's it's a it is worth the two dollars yeah it's worth the two dollars like i i I would offer to pay it for you but i have no idea how many people are going to take me up on that offer so i can't make that offer but if there was only one guy who wanted to see the movie i would pay the two dollars for that one guy that is a promise i i promise to fund a second person excellent okay so First two people. The first two people <laughs> who the first two people who who tell us that they want to watch Hereditary on our subreddit or our Twitter. I mean, let's give that some love too. Right, uh, the yeah, first sure. two people uh, will be sponsored by Jeremy and I. Yes, and we will write up a fifty-word spotlight of. Yeah. <laughs> Are sponsored. This is this, these are some real it radio. Jeremy it's Jeremy and me actually. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. I wouldn't say sponsored by I. I would be saying sponsored by me. Unless it's your eye that's sponsoring somebody, like one of your eyes. <gasps> Shocking. Your uh, left eye. 
Yeah, I went off topic. Punctuation and grammar, I like those. <laughs> I don't. Everything lowercase because I hate capitalism. And he's a professional writer. <laughs> that's right. Like literally, that's 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 how he makes his living. That's that's how he feeds his family. And he doesn't like grammar or punctuation. It's so I funny. write a bunch of words on pieces of paper and I print them out and I cut them up and then I feed it to my family. Yeah, but the thing is, he's really good at it though, so they eat well. No, it's I, I spice it. It's nice. Yeah, <laughs> spicy. Put it, put it in the oven for a few minutes so it's crispy. Yeah. He spring, sprinkles a couple of N-words across the paper to give a flavor. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the true Jeremy. That's the one you'll never see. Oh, God. <laughs> this is how rumors get started. <laughs> like, listen to his children, the way they talk. Oh, God, it's like a clan meeting. Oh, Jesus Christ. No. <laughs> no I'm going to give even... I, I can't even joke about that. No. No, no. His children are lovely. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, this episode was sponsored by freedom because in my country you have to pay to buy it um, <laughs> and you want to do the send-off <laughs> yeah okay so this has been moot uh please follow us on twitter at the moot podcast and forgive us and visit us at the moot subreddit uh thanks for having us wait now what would i say now no that's it that's it yeah goodbye that's it, that's it. bye <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha